Destroy All Children is a website just for you If playing with video games is what you like to do Or rotting your brain with comics and first run movies too We've got a great selection of news and reviews So search us out on the web, you just won't get enough Of all our digital madness and other fancy stuff We'll also make you laugh until your tummy's feeling buff Destroy All Children you should go there now. Yeah. We're here live from quarantine. Uh-huh. I'm Larry I'm... Davis. With me is George Brendel. We're here to bring you the hottest news about the hottest goofs and gaffs and video games. And uh, the, there's nothing else happening. No. I was thinking about getting something to eat after this actually devin nunez said that we got to support local businesses so that's right uh and who who is it today <laughs> i'm okay who is it today that was talking about a martial law but he spelled it like the tekken character <laughs> that was really oh, good I, uh, marco rubio i think he was just of going course. like no guys it's not martial law L- little marco yeah, we're just closing everything until 8 p.m. I think that's like happening in uh, Connecticut. Sure, I don't know. Hey, fun Connecticut fact for you. Do you know what Coleco stands for? Connecticut L- L- Limited Economic. Nope. No, Connecticut Leather Company. <laughs> yeah, I learned this the other day, a YouTube channel that I like a whole lot called Hard for Games, which I brought up before because they have uh, the best YouTube name for like a gaming related channel. Uh, but they mostly do stuff like they look at a uh, prototype and development uh, consoles and stuff like that. But like, I guess uh, Coleco was like into the leather business before they got into like software and hardware development. So am I. What a coincidence. Yeah. Uh, it's so great. I'll, I'll fire up my leather vision whenever I want to play Tubin. Oh, yeah. They had a very uh, informative ColecoVision episode, so I now know more about the ColecoVision than I ever really even wanted to. Uh-huh. I guess. Sure. Had that weird controller uh, paddle. Yeah. Uh, I did not realize that that thing exists because the 2600 was just made with like uh, off the shelf parts. And so Coleco was just like, well, shit, we could buy all this. I guess that makes sense. I don't know. I uh, I just finished, before we started this up, watched Uncut Gems, a mm. new film uh, starring Adam Sandler, who you might know from uh, Rain Over Me and Anger Management. Uh, Jack and Jill. Yes, Jack and Jill, of course. Yeah. Uh and by the way, to anybody listening who's wondering why George sounds worse than usual, it's because we're having to do this on Discord because Belnet is down. Yeah. Like everything else. Yes. Steam had like its highest concurrent user count, I think, uh, a couple days ago or something like that. That's right, but this is good for us because we have a captive audience. <laughs> That's, yeah, no, they're literally captive. You have to yes. listen to this. Exactly. By the time... By the time this comes out on Thursday, no one will have shit to do uh-huh. other than maybe Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal, like, if you got it digitally. That's right. I keep forgetting yeah. Doom's out this week. 
Me too. Uh, not like I can really afford it right now, anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully, Gamefly will get it to me soon. Mm. Hey, so last week we talked about E3 possibly <laughs> getting canceled <laughs> and how maybe they should do that. Hey, well, you know, E3 was canceled. Yeah, about five or so hours after we recorded that podcast, yep. that news started to go around as a rumor. And then, like the following day, they actually confirmed it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Wise choice. Uh, sure. Obviously, because we were for the cancellation of E3 uh, before it happened, Correct. and uh, I it makes me wonder if this is like the year that finally kills E3, like all these Microsoft and everyone just kind of realizing, like, oh, we could just do this all online. There's really no need to have this physical presence. Yeah, really. That's there are only two ways it can go. This completely kills it, or it comes back stronger than ever. Oh, like, no. like they use that as an excuse And then they're yeah. like alright we'll take a year off We'll build it up we're gonna be huge Next year though I, I, mm. I think it'll, it'll probably be the former <laughs> I don't yeah, I, I, This I is think the like, death knell I think that the, the period of time that E3 existed Will always be kind of a thing that it's going to be More of just a digital convention Than it is a actual like people Showing up which Frankly, more of these like trade conventions should probably actually be like that. Like yes. everyone always gets deathly ill at these things. It is very good that you know South by Southwest and E three and all these others are deciding this is not the year to do this. Yeah, even when there wasn't a pandemic, like you'd always hear people like, "Well, I just got back from GDC and uh, I am in bed for two days." I got, got the Pax flu. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Uh. But hey, speaking of releasing information digitally, just uh, about one hour before we started this, new information on the Xbox One Series X. Yeah, uh, a lot of numbers. Yeah, numbers, numbers, numbers. Numbers, numbers, numbers. It's just, it's just a lot. I don't really know how to make sense of most of it, uh, so yeah. I'm just going to tell you what they say. Uh, well, I don't, still don't quite know what a teraflop is exactly. You know, so, it, well, it's just a like a unit of measurement for graphical computing power, so it doesn't really yeah. mean anything. Yeah. Um. But yes, they released the full spec sheet for the Xbox One Series X, Xbox Series X, not Xbox One Series X. Xbox. I think. Three Xbox on six zero. Yes. X. Uh huh. They should have just called it Xbox Four. Xbox Catal. Xbox Natal, please. Ever oh, wondered what right, the? Right. Well, here's the thing. You ever wondered what the bottom of an Xbox looked like? Here you go. Bam. Oh yeah, no, I see it right here. Nine new Xbox Series X images. <laughs> yep. So see this from all angles. Th they also have the dimensions of it, which lengthwise, uh, let's see, I think it's three hundred millimeters, which is like the same length as an Xbox One X, because I went and measured mine, because that's faster <laughs> than just looking up the dimensions. I guess I don't know. But boy, it is six inches wide and deep, uh, huh. which. That's a little weird. Mm. So so it's not quite as deep, I think, as a regular Xbox. But boy, it's a lot taller. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. 
do you remember back when we were talking about the proliferation of SSDs in these consoles? And I said, well, if they're building everything around the SSDs, that means it must require an SSD. And then they're probably going to use proprietary hard drives like the Xbox 360 was. Well, remember that mystery port on the Xbox One X that people wondered what it was? Microsoft have partnered with Seagate to create a proprietary external hard drive that's essentially a memory card. Yeah, memory cards are back, finally. (laughs) Look, (laughs) storage, storage, like actual, like physical storage devices are getting smaller and smaller, right? I want you to hear me out. There's a port on this Xbox. It doesn't need to be on the Xbox, though. Could be in the controller, and then perhaps you could put a screen oh. on this proprietary device because oh. you're already going to be charged a premium right. okay. for it. All right, hold on. Now, yes, if they did that, but then what if it also had a tiny little D-pad and buttons on it, yeah. and you could yeah. play games on it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, now bring the is... VMUs back. This is the time. <laughs> Wait, what's that? A visual memory unit. That's a good. Uh, did, you, did you just come up with that? Yep, I coined that term. So if anyone uses that, they have to pay me. I'm pretty sure that's how this works. Uh, this is this is like basically like a, the podcast version of like writing it on a piece of paper, putting it in an envelope, and mailing it to myself. Okay. Well, um, I I just remembered though, Sony did make the Pocket Station, so that's kind oh, of a shit. rip off of that. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, it, it's fine. Like, what it's if you fine. Have, like, Nobody game remembers that. Like, you have like a little Tamagotchi guy on it or something. You know, you mm. take it with you. Via grapes and apples. No, that nobody would want to do that. Mm. You make it fight with other Tamagotchis or race them, but like very slowly. I guess that would be okay. And then your Tamagotchi trips a whole lot, and it starts to really piss you off. <laughs> Uh, or of course, in most games, when you plug it in, it would just show you the name of the game you're playing, and that's it. <laughs> that's right. Here's how many bullets you got, even though that's also on screen. Uh, Wouldn't so, it be better if you could look down at your controller for that information instead? Uh, that yes, remember I love the Wii had, U. Like, remember when they did that on like keyboards? They would have little screens that just told you like how much life or how much bullets you had. Uh huh. Oh man. It's good times. Thanks, Razor. Alright, so yeah. full specs, here we go. Don't know what most of this means, but I'm gonna say it anyway. There might be slurs in here, I don't know. Uh <laughs> no. the CPU will be eight cores at three point eight gigahertz. Uh three point six gigahertz with SMT. I'm guessing Shin Megami Tensei, I don't oh, know. No. Cut well, hey Digital Devils are inside of the Xbox. <laughs> Finally, it's about time Xbox got some SMT games. Uh, It's a custom Zen 2 CPU Uh, That might Is that like what they have in creative Zen media players? No, I think Zen is like the air attack uh, In SMT That's Zan Uh, Well, look No one can make sense of those spell names It's Zen Pinball Rakukaja, that's uh, I think that's like defense That's lowers defense Lowers defense Terakaja is raises. Uh, yes. No wait, Rakukaja raises. Terakaja lowers. Oh boy, there was a point in time where I knew like all of these and what yeah. the suffixes mean. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, I remember like the attack ones, but yeah, those buffs and stuff. Oh, I, yeah. I can never remember. Uh, GPU 
will have 12 teraflops. 12. It's more than 10. That's true. It's more than 10. That's uh, all I know. It's the only input I have for it. It has 52 CUs. What's a CU? I don't know. Cubic unit, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, CUDA core, probably. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't have time to read this because you wanted to start <laughs> to start this before I had time to read and actually That's see what any of this means. That's more fun when we find out together. Uh, uh, it has a... What? I was going to say it has a custom RDNA2, which I believe is what they use to test uh, whether or not you got the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's okay if President tested negative, uh, and we should believe what they say. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, I believe that. He he also weighs, like, what, what did they say, like 200 pounds? <laughs> I, before we go on real quick, there was this uh, guy who plays for the Utah Jazz. I can't remember his name. Yes. But he was in, like, the press yes. conference, and he was joking, going, like, oh, yeah, I probably got the coronavirus, and he kept coughing. And then when he got up, he touched all the microphones intentionally. Uh-huh. Turns out he actually has the coronavirus. <laughs> yep. Good stuff. That That's like, that's real Curb Your Enthusiasm <laughs> stuff at play. Yeah, it is. Anyway, 12 teraflops, 52 CUs at 1.825 gigahertz custom RDNA to GPU. Uh, great. Yeah. Die size 360.45 millimeter squared. Don't know what that means. Process. Larry, what is a die in this context? Do you even know what that means? Because I don't think I've ever heard that term before. I believe that is just like the size of the chip. Okay, that that would make sense. Uh, process is seven nanometers enhanced. That I have no idea. Uh. 16 gigabyte GDDR6 memory with 320 bit bus. Mm. Uh, I kind of know what bus means, not entirely, but 16 gigabytes GDDR6, pretty good. Uh, I would have liked to see more in it, but you know, it's a console. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And memory bandwidth 10 gigabytes at 560 gigabytes a second, 6 gigabyte at 336 gigabytes a second. All right. Uh, before we get into the thing that we do know, uh, die size is uh, the size of the chip, uh, according to Google. The size of the chunk of silicon wafer that corresponds to one chip. Yeah. See, so. I, I did know that. Yeah. Uh, that seems like just a, a weird thing to include in the specs to me, though. I, I'm yeah. not sure like what practical purpose that has, but okay. Yeah, I, I don't really know either. Uh, internal storage, one terabyte, custom NM... NVMe SSD. Yeah. So there you go. Because like I think the the size of games are getting one terabyte still. Yeah. Does not seem like enough at this point. It so. is not because uh, the Xbox One X I have is one terabyte inside, and I am constantly having to delete stuff. Thanks, yeah. Modern Warfare, for being a hundred and five gigabytes. So not not only is there your hey, we got, like, enough memory in here that you could have multiple games, but you're going to have to cycle through. But, like, now here's your, please buy our proprietary external drive. Because yeah. also, you don't really want to be doing that, especially if you're playing a lot of games. But that makes me wonder, too, are we going to see anything as far as SKUs on this? Is one terabyte yes. the lower end? Is there going to be a premium end where maybe it's two terabytes? Or I, I wonder how that's going to work out. I think it is going to be... The console itself will only be this version, but I think they will sell a version that includes the external hard drive. That, yeah, I think that makes sense. 
Um, but yeah, I don't think it's going to be like the PlayStation three where it was like, here's your 20 gigabyte. Here's your 60 gigabyte. Like, yeah, not, not something like that. Uh, IO throughput. Oh, okay. 2.4 gigabytes second raw, uh, 4.8 gigabytes second compressed. This is probably gigabits actually, uh, yeah. compressed with custom hardware decompression block. Uh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and then expandable storage one terabyte expansion card i'm glad you had time to google this <laughs> to find the sheet <laughs> yeah uh, no, i got it i'm prepared expansion card matches internal storage exactly i don't know why they specify that yeah uh, i guess that means there will be no two terabyte versions available for now like you know later on they're going to be it, well you yeah. want to you want to sell it to the point where you will maybe hopefully sell more than one external drive like at question. some point they're going to do two, they're going to do three. What do you think these are going to cost? I say a hundred. Um, like I'm, I want to say like seventy-five bucks, but considering how much controllers have been costing over time, yes, yeah, well, also, probably like a hundred bucks. I have not real. You were looking at M2 drives recently. How much is a one terabyte M2 drive? Because it's the same thing. I want to say it was something along the lines of like 120. Oh, well, geez. Okay. It's probably going to be 150 then. <laughs> uh, it's It's been a bit since I looked that stuff up. In fact, I think I actually still have. Uh, I'll look that up while you go ahead and okay. read. Uh, oh, the the rest point. of the stuff, whatever. Uh, external storage has three USB 3.2 external hard drive support, which is kind of weird uh, that must be like for media purposes or something because from what i understand it would kind of require the proprietary one for games uh 4k uhd blu-ray drive which that's nice and that was already known um because yeah. the xbox one s even has one uh, and performance target which is good news as far as i'm concerned uh 4k at 60 frames per second up to 120 they talk yeah. in this article about how they are prioritizing frame rate which i think makes a certain amount of sense because you can really only get you know you can only make things look so much better as yeah. it is and uh i i am all for it yeah I mean, I watched some like cutscene footage of Uncharted 2 last night because the actor who plays Odo was in that game, and I was just like, "Oh wait, who did he play?" <laughs> who was he? I don't remember. Uh, he was he was some old old dude who dies. That's the scene that I saw. He has like an accent in it though, so it sort of doesn't quite sound like him. Huh. Um, did you go back? But... Did you go back and look at um, the guy that Armin Shimmerman plays in Death Stranding? Oh no, I haven't. Because that um, that was weird. Like once I knew it was him, I could kind of identify him. But yeah, yeah, I should do that. But yeah, like back then, I thought Uncharted Two. I was like, oh wow, man, this is a really good looking game. And to be fair, at that point in time, it it was. Oh yeah. But the, seeing how much, like how far we've come with just the quality of facial animations, like let alone stuff like lighting and texture, like games look really, really fucking good right now. And I'm kind of like cautious to say that they can't look better because I'm sure that something will come along and make these things look even better than they do now. But 
generally, yes, I think that focusing on frame rate is more important at this point. And that is partly because how much more often do you hear people hammering on like, oh, the frame rate in this game sucks. Yeah. I mean, versus, I'm not, oh, how pretty does it look? I'm not like, saying they can't look better because obviously you have stuff that stands out, like the new yeah. God of War or something like that. Um, but still, bring back they FMV. Have, yeah, does, it can't, it can't it get, more, get real? more real. Yeah, uh, that's why Mortal Kombat One holds up so well. Yeah, it's aged gracefully. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But uh, just like in general, things have kind of plateaued out. Like. It, there isn't a jump like there was from the PlayStation 2 to the PlayStation 3 era. Yes, yeah. Um, to, I looked at the M.2 stuff. Uh, kind of the average price that I'm seeing for a one terabyte drive is about 120 bucks. Um, yeah, uh, great. great. Uh, even a Samsung 860 Evo Series 2.5 inch one terabyte, terabyte SATA 3 internal solid state drive is 149 dollars so to kind of give you an idea that's 25 percent off too by the way so Uh, (laughs) great Uh, also like look coronavirus is going to keep coming up because like that's the thing that is happening right now but if this thing is very pronounced and long lasting what does that end up meaning for uh hardware prices and production yeah and that's so, also kind of the thing is is that going to delay this almost certainly yeah uh i i wanted to talk about it more when we get further away from the xbox stuff but like sony has still said jack shit right yeah. now <laughs> which there were there, to a point it was like okay maybe they're kind of waiting to see what microsoft says and what microsoft does and then kind of react to that at this point, I'm wondering if they have like some major issues with hardware shortage and availability. Possibly. Because I think that there there was already something about that, wasn't there? Like there was something with like hard drive stuff or it was the cooling on it. Cooling. Okay. By the way, yeah. I enjoy how this article has a uh, comparison of what X, uh, Gears 5 looks like between the Xbox One X and the Xbox Series X. I Jeez. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm sure there are differences. Uh, I did see a video where they compared the load times between a uh, Series X and a, uh, oh God, Xbox One X. Yeah. Jesus H. Um, and it was like, oh God, I don't remember what the game was, but it loaded in at about 8.5 seconds versus... It was State of Decay 2, I State think. State of Decay, okay. And the other game, like the other, the Xbox One X took about 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, yeah, S- SSDs are faster. Yeah. Shocking. No, it's, yeah. I um, like it, though. It's... When I first looked at that, I thought it was uh, The Division 2. Because that that I would like to see because that game takes a long time to load. I was still kind of tired, and so my first reaction was just like, "Is this Last of Us?" And I was like, "Oh wait, no, it's not. <laughs> it's just every other post-apocalypse game that has kind of a brownish-orange color palette and a character that wears a backpack." Yeah, I actually, I also was looking at him being like. This kind of looks like The Last of Us, but yeah, it was just mostly because of the big 2x4 on his shoulder, I think. 
Yeah, all of those games look the same to me at this point. Like, from a distance, I cannot tell them apart, and the video was pretty tiny. Yeah. Uh, there's some stuff defense. about lower latency for controllers, mm. which... Okay. I don't... I'm not an expert on that, so I don't really know what it means, but... Yeah, me uh, good for them, I guess. Uh, so they also talked about backwards compatibility stuff um as i'd mentioned they compared gears 5 with uh, xbox one x and the xbox series x they also talked about how they can sort of fake hdr in old games and mm. one of the games they used to prove this on bill gates favorite game fusion oh, frenzy wow. man I don't know why of all things Fusion Frenzy, but they they, they know. It's just stepped down from the board of directors at Microsoft, by the way. I wonder if it's he saw the HDR Fusion Frenzy footage and was like, well, I gotta free up some time. <laughs> He's running for president in 2024. Anyway. Oh, no. It's gonna happen. No. Uh, uh, Elect me president or I will release the malaria again. <laughs> I've, we've been working on a new strand of smallpox uh, oh. For the next generation A team new from the outset Wanted to double down on compatibility This is from IG or No, this is the post on news.xbox.com A vision helped influence the design of the system And through a combination of hardware and software Committed themselves to ensuring the thousands of games on Xbox One Including Xbox 360 and original Xbox games Will play better on Xbox Series X But it seems like it's not uh, an across-the-board improvement. It seems like they have to actively optimize them for the Series X, which is not too surprising. Yeah. Uh, uh, you okay there, buddy? Well, look, I'm trying to read this. You, yeah, you, want, you, you, right? you wouldn't let me. I wanted to go. I got, look, I, I, I'm serious. I want to go out to eat and get some Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> Look, someone needs to support them. Shit's getting real racist out there. Like, actually, yeah, I've, I've had Chinese a couple times this week. Uh, I, I actually guess, I guess am going to go it. out and grab some Arnold Palmer's because, like, it, I've got very little clean water and I need, like, some other kind of fluid to sort of, like, stretch my fluids out. Stop talking about stretching your fluids. I need to make my fluids last. I need to be full of liquid. I would like to uh, mention how Andrew Goosen, his official title is Technical Fellow. <laughs> That's what this says. I want the, that to replace Guru as like a title for things. The CPU is the brain. Fellow. The CPU is the brain of our new console, and the GPU is the heart. <laughs> but the Xbox Velocity architecture is the soul," said Andrew Goosen, Technical Fellow on Xbox Series X at Microsoft. See those capacitors over there? That's like the gutty works. <laughs> also, this has a typo because it says the Xbox Velocity architecture is about so much more than fast last times. I guess that's supposed to be load times. Hmm. Anyway, that's basically... CD trays like the mouth. Uh... Yeah, you feed it the games. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, Sony, on the other hand, just fucking nothing, man. Just crickets over there. Which is so weird, because like, this whole thing started with Mark Cerny like, taking this thing around. Mm -hmm. And like talking about it. And was like, oh man, we're already getting like information on the PlayStation 5, man. And like, 
it's completely inverted now where we know pretty much all there is to know about the Xbox Series X and Mark Cerny, I guess, just ghosting all of us. Mark Cerny is in quarantine. Oh no. He's working on NAC three. Oh no. NAC three is the virus. <laughs> Great. It's the first biological game. Yeah. It's like broke uh, out of its containment. Yeah, you look at the game and then you get sick. It's the first techno organic <laughs> virus. Oh no. Uh but uh speaking of video game and crime related news. Uh, I originally, before we were doing this, kind of wanted to compile a list of things that have been delayed or pushed back or, or canceled even, and uh, that news got away from me very, very fast. So to add on to the news pile, pretty much everything is getting delayed. Uh-huh. Uh, movies especially, uh, which makes sense because... Look, if you wanted to go see a movie and avoid your fellow man-animal, now is a really good time, because <laughs> ain't no one seeing the movies, and they're all getting delayed anyway. James Bond is pushed back, obviously. Uh, there is a two-week production delay on Batman. Uh, Only two weeks. On, we'll I see how that goes. goes. The, the, the funny thing was, there was an article that was just like, uh, the Batman will not be delayed due to COVID-19. And then literally the next day was Batman delayed two weeks due to COVID-19. <laughs> well, the the release date will probably not change. Uh, yeah, like that's actually so far out there that I imagine that get impacted. But still, like productions are delaying, which is a good thing. Obviously, don't want to spread it even more uh movies and games can wait um disney digitally released rise of skywalker early though due to covid 19 oh really i didn't know that yeah yeah uh not on disney plus is my understanding it is if you purchased a digital copy oh uh, because this is disney and that's how disney operates you should expect this by now they put frozen 2 on disney plus though man I watched a thing uh, the other day, too, that just kind of, like, went over the whole history of the Disney vault. And, like, I knew that stuff to a degree, but, man, it's fucked. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. Disney's always been bad about this. But, uh, yeah, you, you, you'll be able to uh, finally see Rise of Skywalker at some point. And uh, yeah. I'm curious what you'll think of it. I'll watch it when it's on Disney+. Plus. What yeah. else is on there? Nothing. No. You rewatch The Mandalorian. That's pretty much it. Uh, there's um, the Mighty Ducks cartoon. Oh. Well, that seems worth it. It's pretty good. It's got Jim Belushi in it, your favorite. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, just uh, everything kind of getting pushed back, which um, for me personally, like, to a degree, I'm kind of glad that stuff is getting pushed back uh, just because kind of, like, if we have to go on lockdown or like my job says people need to stay at home. I don't know whether or not I get paid at that point. So maybe having things get pushed back a little bit until some of the stuff blows over, at least like from a financial perspective is also good. Cause I kind of don't know like how much I can spend right now. Uh, obviously from the perspective of uh, the health of workers and people who want to go out and enjoy things, it is incredibly important to have some of this stuff delayed. Um, I'm kind of wondering whether or not uh, Final Fantasy VII and Resident Evil are going to get delayed or even pushed up. 
Uh, there were some people. There were some people talking about like, "Hey, man, they should maybe release Doom and Animal Crossing like a day early, so Game Stops could close." Uh, I guess maybe. What they're coming out like on a Thursday or Friday? Uh, April tenth is Final Fantasy Seven. No, which is I meant Friday. Doom and Animal oh, Crossing. Doom. Idiot! You jerk! What? I don't care about Animal Crossing. But you care about Doom. I do care about Doom. But the like the unfortunate thing is too, I don't know if I can afford to pay a few episodes ago I was just like, yeah, I want to pay like full price for support that, but like now I don't I don't think that I can justify doing that. Uh outside of the virus stuff I've had some other uh financial issues. But I think it's Friday, so because that would yeah. be the twentieth. I think yeah. that's what it is. But it kinda of makes me wonder because it's like the the way that games and media is in general now, like if you're digital copy there's no sense in really delaying anything uh but as far as like physical editions like if people's health is going to be put at risk i'd rather like amazon warehouses like close down and i can wait on my final fantasy 7 like that's cool with me uh although let's be real it's an amazon warehouse they don't give a shit about anyone's health so that's not going to happen that's right Uh, I am surprised that SmackDown aired without an audience uh, because I thought Vince McMahon would rather let every person in his audience die than lose money. Oh, definitely. Uh, in fact, it, he probably was like screaming about not wanting to do it and someone had to just like go behind his back or something because I do not believe that he would let that happen. Yeah, that seems very uncharacteristic of him. If they're going to uh, die from a virus... I don't want him in my audience," says Vince McMahon. Look, they've They're been weak. They've been cutting each other's foreheads for years and risking infectious disease. <laughs> Why would this stop him? Undertaker got almost got hepatitis. That's the <laughs> danger of our industry. But I, I kind of like the larger point that I'm getting at, as far as like the, the division between physical releases of media and digital releases is. I think a, a good compromise would be, hey, offer people to, like, take their physical editions and just get, like, a digital code for it instead. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I don't, I don't want... I want digital, though. I digital. I don't like digital stuff, unless there's no other recourse. But If, if I can avoid going to the store right now, like... Sure, like that that is an on factor for me at least because a lot of this stuff I just got like pre-ordered to ship to me, but uh, I don't know. It's yeah, weird. Things are things are weird right now, man. Yeah, it's not that weird. Eh, kind of. It's pretty weird. As but... I tweeted, I, I've been living the hikikomori lifestyle for <laughs> several years, um, and everyone else is just now catching up to it. So <laughs> yeah, like... it's fine. Actually, like, shutting myself in has not been too much of an issue because I usually just, I spend all the time, the free time I have indoors anyway, but, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, just as far as seeing, like, what exactly is closing down, what's getting pushed around, delayed, like, bumped up in date and stuff like that, it's it's been wild seeing the various reactions to this thing. Sure. I mean, you know, I, last week I self-quarantined and 100%ed Arkham Asylum. Um, <laughs> that, you know, it was for public health reasons. I finished yeah. about half of Earthbound yesterday. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're doing our part. It's like a, yeah. it's like in uh, Starship Troopers. 
<laughs> That's right. It just cuts to me in my underwear on my couch, no shirt on. Yep. Give me a thumbs up. Just I got talking, my talking to all the Mister Saturns. That's right. I, man, that game is uh talk about it on a future episode but i do want to talk about just one part of that game that i think perfectly like summarizes the kind of energy that it has like the, the you you have to go uh get into this like the back room of a like a dinosaur museum and there's a guy at this door and you talk to him and he's like dude there's something like really awesome back here and i want to show it to you but like i'm not just going to show anybody uh, so there's like this really hot new singer named Venus, and if you could give me her autograph, like preferably on an eraser, but really I'll take it on anything, then I'll let you into the back room, dude. So you go and get Venus's autograph, and she doesn't have an eraser, so she puts it on a banana peel. So you bring the banana peel back to the guy at the museum, and he's psyched, and he's like, okay, the thing back there, it's just a fucking hole that goes down to the sewer, dude, it's crazy. Oh. <laughs> So you just go down into the sewer to, like, get to one of these sanctuary locations and you fight ghosts in the sewer. Like, I'm really digging the kind of, like, humor and charm it has. I... Uh, it's a shame about the parts where I actually have to play the game, though. Yep, that's what I was going to say. I like everything about Earthbound except for actually playing it, which always makes me stop about an hour in. Yeah. Um, so, when you said... They has a hole back there. I thought it was gonna be like a bottomless hole, and it was like a tribute to Mel's hole. Oh god, that would be great. Do you know Mel's hole? This sounds familiar to me, but it was a guy for the, for the benefit of the listener. <laughs> sure, the new <laughs> listeners. Know, Mel's hole. Yeah. Uh, Mel was a guy who called into Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell, and talked about how he had this hole on his property. Uh, All right, I do remember. It was about. I think like nine feet in diameter or so and he was just like feeding fishing line into it with a weight on the end and seeing how long that he could <laughs> just trying to figure out how deep it was and he said he had probably put I don't know like 800 miles of fishing line in there or something but the whole thing he called back in a few times uh, and it progressed from, hey, this hole's really deep, to this one guy put a dog in it that was dead, and then he saw the dog alive later. And then other people talking about seeing, like, beams of pure blackness coming out of it at night. And then he tried to go home, and the government had confiscated his property and chased oh. him off. And then later, he... Is a man not entitled to his hole? Exactly. <laughs> And, but then he got, so I don't know if he just like got crazier or what, but later he ends up calling in and saying that he had, I don't remember exactly how this happened, but he ended up on a bus missing his back teeth. <laughs> okay. And then somehow he ended up in Nevada talking to the Native Americans there and they also had a hole. <laughs> and they lowered a sheep into it And they brought the sheep back up And then cut it open And it was filled with tumors And then inside the tumor was what looked like a Like a fetus of a seal With human eyes That had a psychic connection to him And then there was this whole thing about how he had Like a 1943 Roosevelt dime Which couldn't have existed And these guys 
that stole his belt buckle and he knew it was his belt <laughs> buckle because he made it. And there's this really great bit where Art Bell is like, boy, you know, the, the I can't believe these people steal a guy's teeth, sure, but his belt buckle? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, man, like, just go look up Mel's Hole if you have a few hours to kill, like, while you're playing a game or something, because it's, it's good stuff. So when you said Art Bell, I did remember that, yeah, there was a story about a guy who has, like, like a bottomless hole in his yard i did not know the other stuff about like missing teeth and oh, talking yeah. to indians and cutting open sheep like that that's all new to me yeah that stuff happens in later calls he ends up calling back um oh man it yeah i need to look this up man art bell's show was so good yeah yeah it's great Rest as seen in bell. hit video game prey it, it's also funny because so what happens is the government made him an offer to essentially rent the land from him in perpetuity and he moved to australia and when he was talking about the like the concept of this art bell seemed very interested in the idea of becoming an expatriate which considering <laughs> how things are, went with art bell later is interesting in <laughs> retrospective jeez uh, oh, uh well uh last bit of news and then uh kind of move retro Game quarter. Okay, uh, what's the last news? Reg Reggie Filzame. Oh, right. Uh, changing jobs again. Uh, now workers for GameStop. Where presumably he will halt the sale of all copies of Mother 3 coming into <laughs> that establishment. Probably. Are you going to, uh, are you going to check out Mother or Mother 3? Uh, I kind of really don't have too much interest in the original Mother, but I am curious about Mother 3. Like, yeah. NES RPGs are very, very rough, and I'm not sure that I want to kind of dive into that, uh, but I do want to at least see what Mother 3 is about. That was a Game Boy Advance game, though, too, right? Yes. So then I would not like be able to put up later. music. It was like yeah. 2005 or so, I think. Yeah. Uh, this does have me like more interested to look up more information about that, like canceled Nintendo Four, Mother Three, because uh, I've always just kind of been like slightly aware of that. Like I know it exists, and I've seen a few screenshots. I don't know anything about like the actual production or why it was canceled or anything like that. Um, yeah, I, I assume it was a my assumption. I, I will look this up later, and when we have a bigger talk about Earthbound and, and Mother, uh, maybe we'll get into it then. But my assumption right now, my prediction is that it was a uh, N64 DD game, and that when that went belly up, they were like, well, we can't really do what we want to do on cartridge, and it's too late in the Nintendo 64's life cycle anyway, and so we should just move on. Yeah. Uh, but who knows? I'll, I'll figure that out by next week. Um, okay. But this week... Reggie. Yeah, he's over at GameStop now. Uh, they're in trouble. <laughs> what because of reggie no i mean they gotta bring somebody in like reggie who has like clout to get oh. them out of this hole that gamestop has a hole oh uh, okay call, called an art bell about it <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone stole all of their pre-order reservations we're shuffling in all our wee copies of just dance but nothing's coming out i can't even hear it hit the sides or anything I woke up in the back of a bus surrounded by a bunch of Funko Pops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
God. Going into a GameStop is a nightmare experience. Oh, man. We lowered Morgan Webb into a hole when we brought her up. Her stomach was filled with tumors. When we cut the tumors open, there were little, like, Adam Sessler fetuses that had a psychic <laughs> link with us. I just kept saying three out of five. Three out of three five. Ah, uh, God. <laughs> what did we find Morgan Webb is doing now? Uh, I think she's like consulting or something like that. That's what M. Sessler's doing. I think that Morgan Webb's doing the. uh, Oh, she was like she was like with. uh, I'm gonna have to look it up again. Well, great. (laughs) Morgan Webb. Let's see. Let's let's see what Morgan Webb's up to. Here's her second Morgan Webb check-in. Um. uh, Let's see. Good Uh, stuff. Webb played a minor role as Neely Lamb on the CBS TV. On an episode entitled The Fall, which aired February 7th, 2017. Uh, his last TV that... appearance, I assume. Uh, Bonfire Studios, where she helps organize community and other various functions. Uh, she produced and hosted Blizzard's now defunct monthly World of Warcraft discussion program, WoW Source. That's, That's what, what it was. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, we wish her the best as we do all former X Play hosts. Uh... Yeah. Not former Game Trailers TV or Attack of the Show hosts, uh, Kevin Pereira. He knows what he did. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, retro Game um, Corner. Yes. You would think it's all about Earthbound, but because I've not beat that game, I, I have more I want to discuss next week than I do. Uh, this week, though, uh, I don't want to talk about just one game with you, Larry. I don't want to talk about two games or three games or four games, but five games. We're talking about all the dang Contras that came out uh, before the 16-bit generation died. Okay. Uh, which would be Contra, Super C, uh, Contra Force, Contra 3, The Alien War, and Contra Heart. What's Contra Force? Contra Force is... Uh, the Game Boy one? It's like... No, like everything's... Uh, the characters look very different. Like they have more detail. Your lives are more like hit points in that game. And there are... I think that's the first one that had like... Bird's eye uh, segments in it. But it was for the NES. Well, Super C had... Bird's eye segments. In oh. It. See, Super C is the one that I like remember the least. Which is weird. Uh, well, yeah, I know you remember it the least because you kept calling it Contra 2, even though there is no Contra 2. <laughs> yes. Well, because you got Contra 3, the Alien War. So where's Contra 2? It's Super C. But, okay, whatever. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like Contra 2 in Japan or something like that. But, but yeah, Contra, Contra and Super C are very similar games, whereas Contra Force uh, feels different. Contra Force also is, I think, it's the first one that had, like, multiple different characters who would then kind of have like their own gimmicks to them. i honestly don't know if i've ever seen this before it's i'm looking fine. at screenshots of it it's like contra force is just okay uh it's easier than super c and the original contra is uh but yeah it, it's more of like a guide kind of kind of thing like they were screwing around with the formula more but like some stuff from super c ended up like persisting into uh alien war and and hardcore particularly the different characters with different like moves and stuff sure brownie Um, yeah actually although like i don't know uh i don't think they do that actually in alien war i think the the two characters 
I yeah, guess. Bill and Lance are still the same. Yeah, okay. I wasn't sure because I only played through the game with just one of the characters because as far as I know, there's no incentive to play with like any of the, like, you know, with uh, hardcore, there's like different endings and different paths and stuff. So uh-huh. there's more of a reason to play with different characters. Sure. Uh, which actually, that's the thing I like the most about hardcore is like that thing having various branching paths to it. So like I sat down and got every to that game and it was a blast through like all of it. Like replaying the levels in that thing does not feel like an inconvenience. Like that is a really fun game. Boy, I hate Discord. Yeah, uh, Counter Hardcore, one of the best games of all time. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Brownie, you got the the, the Wolfman. Sure, Wolfman, the, the, the guy and the lady, whatever their names are. Uh, you got Neumann. Yes, Neumann Cascade. <laughs> yeah. Who who's a Jetpack Joe or whatever? So the uh, guy. Dead Eye Joe. Dead Eye Joe. Yeah, he has a jetpack. Yeah, the the Knuckles esque figure in that game that he keeps showing up to screw with you. Yeah. Although, unlike Knuckles, you fucking murder him. <laughs> sure. You pull out a gun and you shoot him. Uh, yeah, there's like one level is actually just like a re- uh, Contra, which is also like really neat, like just seeing that boss kind of come back again at the end of that. Uh, but like the, the different endings to the game are like incredibly varied. Like there are, they don't reuse any of the bosses really. Like none of the settings are reused. Like one of them is that you're in that kind of like organic hallway from the first game. And then like another one, the endings is, you're like climbing up a rocket that's shooting into space. Yeah, there's uh, one ending where you go in themselves. and you find out a, a dog, a Shiba Inu, is controlling the UFOs. That's right. There is actually a dumb ending to the game, though. I there know. is like a go in and like fight Simon Belmont with an afro. It's like a <laughs> robo Belmont. Uh-huh. And then like a dimensional rift opens up. Like you fight these three consecutive bosses and the final one, this dimensional rift opens up and it, it won't close. And you get sent to like prehistoric times and you're like, well, shit, I got to marry a monkey now. So you get like the monkey ending where you're sitting on a throne with your monkey wife. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I went with Brownie for that one because I kind of felt maybe it'd be weird if it was one of the human characters. It could be Wolfman, Wolfman Jack, they call him. Yeah. Yeah, Wolfman would be would be fun. Uh, I really like the Contra games, though. Like, Alien War has some stuff that ain't great in it, though. Like, those overhead sections are barf. Oh, yeah, they're bad. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the rest of it is really good, though. It is, but also, like, the unfortunate thing is it's five levels long, and two of them are overhead. Yeah. Contra... One is also one of the rare cases where the arcade version is way worse than the home version. I didn't even know there was an arcade version. Seriously? Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, there was. It's bad. Like that came out before the NES version? Yes. Oh, okay. It's like it's a super vertical screen is the thing, and it does not scroll like it does on the NES, and so you can't see more than, like, an inch in front of your character as you're moving to the right it's real bad it also uh has a ton of slowdown that the nes version does not i mean the nes one already has enough well yeah it it does but like 
yeah, look up footage of the the uh, arcade version of Contra because boy, it's rough. I probably have the arcade version of Contra on Raspberry Pi actually because I just probably. got that like name set, and it's just it's got so much stuff that I cannot tell you like what arcade games I have other than Simpsons Arcade and like the Ninja Turtles stuff and Ninja Baseball Batman. So I gotta have Ninja Baseball Batman. Yeah, like when I'm when I'm playing like multiplayer stuff with like friends over, I mostly the SK side of things because my friends all seem to really like you know Samurai Showdown and uh, King of Fighters and all that stuff. So Kazuna Encounter, sure. Uh, money Money Puzzle ex- Exchange. What's the name of that? Yeah, Money Idol Exchanger or Money Puzzle Exchanger. Yeah, that there is a video up uh, on our now defunct YouTube channel of me and Danny playing that game and. Danny just whipping my ass because I don't understand numbers at all. But like, if you try to play like Puyo Pop against Danny, he gets livid because he can't like Danny can't seem to figure out the like match four of a color and like set up chains. But like fucking like linking numbers together, Whiz Kid over here. Weird. It's all that yeah. Warframe is the thing. It doesn't have colors in it. It just has numbers. So oh, that's why. Oh, I wonder if Danny's attraction to games is if numbers fall out of the enemies when he hits them. Maybe it's all a numerical fascination with him. Probably. Does he like Borderlands? Rain, Rain Man thing going on. Oh, no, I don't know. I fear a Danny who is into Borderlands, considering how much time I've seen him put into much better games. I feel like fear a... anyone who's into Borderlands. The, the thing is, like, Borderlands is still, like, the sort of game that he like because he's way into like loot driven stuff Ugh. so i was looking forward to neo 2 uh because i liked the first game well enough but it got pretty repetitive uh and then i read a thing that's like the inventory in neo 2 is exactly the same as the first one in effect it's even worse because the enemies drop even more loot and i was like well i am not going to play this Great. Holy cow, that was annoying. It's just every enemy's yeah. dropping loot. It's like, guys, if you're gonna rip off the Souls games, like, just do that with equipment. You don't need to have every character drop a sword, and then I have to sit and look at it and be like, well, this one does uh one to two points more damage on each swing, but its speed is slightly slower. Also, it has this effect that gives me like plus 0.25 poison resistance it's just it's nonsense loot driven stuff has never been appealing to me in the like i that i'm weird in that i actually like to get into my inventory and like play around with it and kind of figure out like oh what's the best build that i could have that's a lot easier to manage when i'm finding stuff at a more even pace and uh-huh. I'm not so overwhelmed that, like, when I get something, odds are it's substantial enough to take a look at it. With loot games, you're getting so much shit, it's just like, I don't care about any of this. Yep. Just too 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 much of it. I don't even want to open the menu up anymore. Yep. Uh, yeah, man. Um, <sighs> anyway, what about anyway, Contra? Contra. I don't have a whole lot to uh, to say about Contra. Other than I... <laughs> Well, Wait, that's why did I talked about to... that's why I talked about all of them at once on an episode talking the coronavirus. Hold on a second. You talked about them what? This Discord has decided it's had enough of us. Oh no. Uh that's why I wanted to talk about them all at once. One. Especially because like through the through that 
through that specific era of Contra, I feel those games stayed fairly consistent. It wasn't until kind of getting towards PlayStation 2 that Contra got weird and also not that good anymore. Uh, and Shattered then it Soldier, went though. Away. Shattered, sure. I've not played it, but I will take your word on it. And I've heard other people say good things about it. But That's like Contra, the one. Yeah, Contra had some bad games and it went dormant for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And now we have that new Contra that came out. And I suspect Contra is going to be even more dormant for a longer <laughs> period of time. It poked its head out like the groundhog and saw its shadow. There's a, there's a brief moment where I saw that trailer and I was just like, huh, this looks kind of interesting. Like, stick shooter Contra seems like not inherently a bad idea. But then it came out and I watched more videos of it and woof. Yeah, yeah. Like, that first trailer was kind of like, oh, they're okay, so it's kind of like Neo Contra or something. I don't know. It could be all right. And then, yeah. Overheating your gun in a Contra <laughs> game. Yeah, Contra, you should be able to just hold down the shoot, but you should never let go of the shoot button. No. In fact, first of all. Absolutely. You should be able to drop bombs concurrent to you shooting. That should not have to be like a different, like you shouldn't have to stop to do the other thing. Yeah. Dropping bombs. Yeah, that's how glued your finger should be to the shoot button. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it. It's part of why I like uh, Contra Hardcore 2 more than any of the other ones. Just it, oh, they made a Contra different... Hardcore 2? No. Oh, man, I wish. <laughs> it was Hardcore that's was... Uprising. That's what I was hoping Blazing Chrome would be, and I was disappointed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do I do like that, like, by having those four different characters, not only, like, the, their height differences actually end up, like, playing a factor, uh, because... Like, Brownie, you don't have to really crouch for anything, but the Wolfman, like, there's stuff that, like, crouching is not good enough. You need to jump over it, because he's way too damn big. Yeah. Uh, but, like, they each have, like, their their upgrades to their weapons are completely different from one another. Uh-huh. So, like, you would have maybe more of a preference for a certain character, whereas in, like, the other, the other Contra games that came before, like, everybody's just exactly the same. Except for Contra Force, which is just kind of like eh, it's it's okay. It's still an NES game with like a ton of slowdown and like I don't know the the layout and everything of it was kind of dull. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I actually think uh, of the NES ones, I like Super C more than the original Contra, uh, although it does have the overhead segments which aren't great, but they're not nearly as bad as the ones in Contra Three. Uh, yeah. And also, I don't like the behind-the-back parts in Contra 1 either. So, you know, it's, it's I actually a wash. Do. I, I, I like the behind-the-back stuff. They're, they suck. But you know what? Again, what is great, what is Contra Hardcore is so good, because it ditches all the stuff that doesn't work, and it refines all the good qualities about Contra. There's none of that shit. Exactly, like you Contra just crash hardcore. in on a bus and pop out and start shooting people. You yeah. just show up on a like a hover bike or whatever, jump onto a helicopter. Laser focused on what it wants to be, and it executes on it so well. And a like, relentless pace. <laughs> yes. The dinosaur sneezes and kills you. <laughs> the video game version of having tachycardia is Contra Hardcore. Um, like... I think that people's perception of Contra is, is that it's a very over-the-top action. Like, if you play those games in order, like, 
they're fairly subdued up until the point of contra hardcore and that that's the point where it goes absolutely fucking insane yeah uh the music in that is incredibly good too like the the genesis sound hardware not good but there are certain composers who really knew how to like milk that thing and get something great out of it mm-hmm. and like the, the grungy hard rock soundtrack in contra is like perfect for that sound hardware right like the streets of rage soundtrack also yeah oh the streets of rage like i i need to look up the um there was a good documentary i watched about that that kind of got into like how the for that was and i remember them having to do some really crazy stuff to get some of the sounds that they wanted out of that thing i can believe uh, it yeah uh genesis sounds pretty bad generally it's up there with game boy advance game boy advance is fine no, it's All right, not. so ra- ratings, what do you give the Contra series, I guess? Well, all the Contra games are great. I love them all, so I don't feel it's fair to assign like a numerical score, and it would take forever to do that on each one. Uh, not really. I would rather I would rather rank the Contras uh, from, from best to least favorite out of these five games. Okay. Uh, and I'd, I'd be curious what yours are, too. My number one, obviously, Contra Hardcore. I, I can't stop singing that game's praises. It's really good. You should go play it. I believe that is on the uh, the Genesis Mini. I think so. I'm, I'm fairly I'm sure that's sure. on the Genesis Mini. Um, Contra 3, The Alien War. I would I would put right under that. Uh, the top-down segments, I don't like them, but like the other parts of that game are just so solid. Uh, Contra 2. It's my number three. Contra one is my number four, and my least favorite out of all of them is Contra Force, which is still like a perfectly fine game, but just sort of like, eh, whatever. Like it's not uh, bad, but it's not going to blow your mind. Contra Hardcore is on the Genesis Mini, so if you're one of the people so. that has those, there you go. Yeah, play that game. Get all the endings. They're not too hard to get. Uh, there's basically like um. There's two branching moments in that game. There's one of whether or not you go after Dead Eye Joe or save a research center. And then that will always converge back to a point where you either surrender to the bad guy or you fight to the end. Uh, and so the four endings are divided over like, okay, okay, I went after Dead Eye and I surrendered, or I went after Dead Eye and I fought to the end. And then, of course, you know, the, the same, but with saving the research center. So. Correct. Uh, I was not listening when you ranked yours, so I don't know if mine will be the same. I would say, <laughs> well, I had to look up and see if it was no, on no, the Genesis no, Mini. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, number one, Hardcore. Number two, Super C. Number three, Contra 1. Number four, Contra 3. Yeah. And, uh, I'm going to say three, Contra 3. Number four, Contra 1, I guess. I don't know. It, it kind of... It doesn't matter. Uh, I'm not going to put Contra Force because I've never played it or looked at it before now. Oh, it's automatically number five then. So your list is the same as mine except for the middle three. <laughs> uh, okay, sure. Mine was Hardcore, Contra 3, Contra, uh, Super C, Contra Force. Okay, yeah, I-, I probably would put Contra 3 second if it did not have those really, really bad overhead parts. The, the thing for me is like those overhead parts Take up such a disproportional amount of the game that's unfortunate, but like the other parts that are just the side scrolling shooting segments are so damn good. Oh, yeah, that I would still say that that's probably my second favorite one. Yeah, uh, well, the overhead parts in Super C are way better 
they're at least like playable so yeah that's true well whatever it's your list it's your opinion it's the wrong opinion to have but it's yours that's right well you know <laughs> at least i'm not some freak who likes the sonic the hedgehog games so there's that well i don't understand why you had to say something so <laughs> hurtful like that i can't help it that's just how i am oh yeah next week uh we'll probably get into it with uh earthbound or mother two if you're nasty sure (laughs) all right well uh oh quick note in comics corner uh the generation five event seems to be canceled What I was the know. Generation 5 event again? That that was the thing Dan Didio was planning uh, And oh, then yeah, right, since right, right. he got booted out Apparently it's not happening because it was supposed to be A series of five one-shots And uh, Generation 1 was in the solicitations last month And Generation 2 nowhere to be found So mm-hmm. uh, who knows what the status of that is If it's going to keep going or what uh, So Oh! There is one last bit of news uh, before I do the same thing I did last week. Forget to mention about you know something that has been fairly well discussed by this point. Uh, there's rumors going around that like Kojima might be working on a Silent Hill game now. What? So this is all. I think that this is bullshit. Like yeah, right right out the gate because the thing that kind of prompted this was somebody working with Kojima Productions tweeted out this image of them like writing on a notepad it said like next week and it said hey sorry to be silent about what we're doing but we'll have more information soon and then the pencil that he had uh has the branding pyramid on it so people are going like he said the word silent in his tweet and the pencil says pyramid they're working on a silent hill game and then they've been the, the people like the people kind of like furthering this rumor have gotten kind of like more backing for it because apparently uh, Kojima is talking with Norman Reedus again, as if though Kojima would like not talk to Norman Reedus. Yeah, exactly. Like Norman Reedus is going to be the main character in every Kojima game going forward. Yes. Yeah. Like, why is this a thing where you're like, oh, it must be Silent Hill because he just got done fucking making a video game with Norman. Uh huh. Yeah, you got so excited, Discord was like, nope, not having it. <laughs> he, it, it, it is a weird thing to get hung up on the to Norman Reedus because he just got done making a game with Norman Reedus. Um, but, but people are still insisting that, like, apparently, like, I, I, I think the narrative now is Konami is thinking about selling the Silent Hill IP to Sony who would then get Kojima and Norman Reedus and Del Toro back together to work on Silent Hills. I mean, Konami really should just sell off all their IPs because they're not doing anything with them. Yes. So the, the, the part of this rumor that seems incredible would be Konami may be selling an IP off for a large sum of money. I also don't think that that is necessarily the most credible thing, though. Like, I, I still don't think that holds ground because Konami still can make money off their IPs by making fucking pachinko machines. Oh, yeah, I want them to do it. I think they probably should do it, but yeah, uh, I don't think they will. I don't think, will. think that they will, no. Yeah. It's, it's only credible to me in the sense that that is the piece of this that would make the most practical sense. It's the thing that they should do. But, mm. yeah. 
I don't think any of this is. I think people are going to be disappointed. I don't. I don't think they're going to be working on the Silent Hill. Uh, and now that we've mentioned this on this podcast, uh, much like numerous other things that we have invoked, Konami is going to explode. Oh, yes, or Konami explodes. One, one or the other. Yeah, it's not so much things we mention happen. It's more that's like a curse that yes. anything we mention ends up dying. Uh, <laughs> would you like to say anything about uh, a certain cast member of the Golden Girls at the moment? Uh, you know, I got a feeling that uh, Betty White and probably tough out this coronavirus thing. I don't think that anyone is going to cough on her or sneeze in her general direction, and uh, that she will live to enjoy another birthday. Yeah, Betty White, uh, nothing can take her down. It turns no, out. no. Uh, in fact, the coronavirus vaccine might just be in blood. It might just need to harvest it from her. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Okay, well, you know what's really weird about Betty White, though? Like, oh, I want to get no, I want to get into this for just a second. Ray, no this is a great fucking, time. No, no one has fucking seen her in a while, and I'm convinced that she died, and like people don't want you to fucking know about it. the The narrative is that Betty White is still alive. The reality, though, is different than the narrative. I mean, she could just be very sick and almost dead. I no. People didn't she see. Did. Kirk Douglas for a while. That's a good point. Rest in peace, Kirk Douglas. We'll be back next week. That's right. Star of Ace in the Hole, Kirk Douglas. R.I.P. Yeah. We'll be back next week. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Daniel. I'm not I'm coming in with my hands held high.